welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Globalization is no longer on the horizon. It's here staring us in the face. And for those in leadership roles, understanding its impact is only the first step. Learning how to navigate and think beyond one's corporate and geographic borders is a leadership imperative. Here to discuss the importance of overseas experience for HR leaders, even those in large and diverse markets like the US, is Tina Durosha Murphy, Senior Vice President of Global Human Resources at Quintiles. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Matt. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. And I should say actually good evening because we are on other opposite sides of the world and it happens to be morning in Singapore where I'm, where I'm speaking to you. Uh, where, where are you uh, this evening? Uh, this evening, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. So to your point, I should be saying good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on the audience today. Good. Now, Tina and I have known each other for uh, probably eight or nine years. And, and funnily enough, that was when you were in Singapore, Tina. Absolutely. That's where we first met when I was, um, at the time, based in Singapore, and my HR responsibilities were covering from Japan to the Middle East, so quite a diverse uh, region there. So, Tina, tell us about your current role at the moment uh, with Quintiles um, as um, Senior Vice President. Absolutely. Thanks. And let me just start off by saying that Quintiles is actually the world's largest provider of biopharmaceutical development and commercial outsourcing services. So in a nutshell, what does that mean? It means we work and partner with all the healthcare companies, whether it be launching a product, doing a phase one, phase two study, et cetera, through commercialization, and then most recently doing the observational research for it. So it's a very fascinating field. And I would tell you that Quintiles has touched the top 50 drugs on the market today. Um, So that's a little bit about Quintiles. We've uh, recently became a Fortune 500 company. We went public about a year and a half ago. So you're going to also see tremendous growth um, just by a way of sharing the growth with all of you. Quintiles actually is a 33-year-old company and started with four employees in a trailer. And now today we are at 33,000 strong and growing. So that's just a little bit about Quintiles. Um, Briefly about myself, as, as Matt had shared previously, I'm the Senior Vice President of Global Human Resources. I've been here for five and a half years. And I am the HR business partner to 11 of the direct reports to our CEO. Got it. Got it. Okay. And chart us through your background, um, Tina, from uh, earlier in your career. Oh, we're going to go way back, but I'll I'll highlight the the key components. So um, obviously, I have an undergraduate degree that's a Bachelor of Science, which was in psychology with an emphasis on industrial organizational psychology. And then I had gone on to earn my Master of Science in industrial organizational psychology as well. Um, From that, I actually had my first role at a company called Corning Hazleton Labs, where I started off in recruitment, but then ended up into more of an employee relations field because we were, once again, growing. Um, I think as a recruiter, I'd have 100 open positions at a time, looking at primarily whether it be chemists, biologists, toxicologists, et cetera. So my entire career has basically been in that healthcare industry. 
from there, I actually was offered a role from a recruiter I was partnering with on openings um, to be the first HR professional at an R&D site, and it was literally in the middle of nowhere in the Illinois, even though it was sold to me as a suburb of Chicago. So I laugh because the career opportunity was fabulous, but being, you know, young and in this community probably wasn't the best fit. But once again, you'll find um, with me, I've kind of moved where the opportunities were. Um, so it was a great opportunity there. Um, and then from there, once again, continued in the HR for R&D path. But the company did a really nice job developing me. And I went to a union manufacturing site, which once again, fabulous opportunity, was there for a year and a half, and then got moved to the corporate headquarters, um, where I was brought in to do sales and marketing. So that kind of for those of you out there, kind of, I hit the button of doing R&D HR, manufacturing HR, and then sales and marketing HR, which really rounded out the career there. Um, at that time, then, once again, a recruiter had contacted me about my job at Abbott, where um, I was very fortunate to have six roles in the 12 years I was there, all of increasing responsibility. And the last one that you had mentioned was actually being based in Singapore and, you know, the the wealth of responsibility I had there. And coincidentally, Quintiles, who I'm with today, actually recruited me while I was at Singapore, while I was living in Singapore and brought me to Raleigh, North Carolina today, where once again, I now have a global remit for several divisions. And Tina, I think your career is very indicative of what we've seen uh, in the HR profession uh, for global leaders where, you know, you've kept on moving, um, you know, quite constantly um, within the organizations you've been in and, um, you know, been given increasing global responsibility. And I think that's, is that what I wanted to touch on today, um, you know, really about HR leaders uh, spending some time of their career overseas or gaining a greater perspective, a global perspective in their careers, how that's becoming more and more valuable now. So I guess, you know, speaking to you, why do you think HR leaders should spend some time of their career overseas? Well, I mean, the obvious is global awareness um, to really, in order to be sitting in a position where you're making the strategy, you're looking at policies and practices, you really need to have a global awareness of it. And it's, you know, a better understanding of challenges, especially when you sit in a region versus a headquarter office, because the challenges are extremely different. So I would say it's extremely important for an HR leader to spend some time in their career overseas. But likewise, I would say it's also important for people in country to spend some time at the headquarters as well to understand that perspective when they're back in their home country. So in your experience, how can that be sort of better facilitated or well facilitated from a headquarter perspective, both, you know, with headquarter talent going into the markets as well as um, in-country uh, talent going either into the headquarters or other markets? Well, I mean, a couple of things. One, it's really understanding the different cultures and being aware of, you know, especially when you're managing across borders and especially going back to my comment on understanding the different cultures. I mean, how you lead is very different across the globe. It's it's never a one-size-fits-all, as you can imagine. And so if you want to, you know, get the best out of your employees, whether it be your own HR team or the business, you need to understand that culture and really 
drive the successes that are needed. And really, the way you're going to get that is by those international experiences. And do you, well, from where you've sat, um, have you noticed a growing uh, sort of need for these people at all? There's, there is a huge need for this. And, you know, while the numbers may be growing with people that are interested in these opportunities, I think we need even more. And why do I say that? Once again, the world is becoming smaller and smaller, especially when you look at, you know, social media today, the way we're doing business. And so if you really want to be successful, I feel this is an important stepping stone that is required. So if you look at yourself and you look at your current role at Quintiles and you think about, you know, that international assignment you had in Singapore, um, as well as, you know, the roles you've had with, uh, with global um, perspective, how do you think it's made um, you sort of equipped for your current role at, at Quintiles? Well, let me first start by saying I know I would not be sitting in the position I'm in today had I not had that wonderful opportunity of being abroad. And I would like to elaborate. Not only was it a wonderful experience for me personally, professionally, but it was a great experience for my family. Um, you know, they really have become more worldwide renowned because of that opportunity. So it was a growth for the entire family, which is also critical. And I'll be honest, I didn't really consider that when the career opportunity came. I took it for the career opportunity, but I want to expand that it really enhances the entire family. Um, but once again, as I shared, I really would not be sitting in the role I'm at today because of that that breadth of experience, that cultural sensitivity and awareness, that is what's helping drive the business. You know, so when you think of things like how you do business in Japan is very different than how you do it in a Spain or a Portugal. And once again, if you don't have those overseas assignments, you don't have that real hands-on, livid experience to really understand the implications of some of your decision-making. And it really makes you a better decision-maker. Yeah, I like that. And if you remember back to, you know, when you were outstationed, so to speak, um, what were some of the tips, I guess, you recall in terms of, you know, getting the most out of your assignment, but also remaining connected at headquarters? Because I think we hear, you know, stories on some people who do this successfully, um, others who actually, uh, an assignment actually takes them away from the epicenter of uh, decision-making and talent management at a, at a, from a headquarters perspective. What, what were your sort of tips or thoughts? Um, great, great question. So a couple of things. One, um, let's talk about the overseas assignment. I was very fortunate to have like a cultural awareness training that was provided for me. But I would also say I had exposure to Asia before living there. So what I mean by that is my first assignment with Asia I actually was based in Chicago, but traveled to Asia one week every five. But once again, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't enough as when I lived there. Because when you live there, you're more immersed in the culture and you're really living with those day-to-day -day decisions versus managing from afar. Um, but aside from that cultural awareness training and some previous, I'd say, slight you know, induction into it, you know, it's really learning to be adaptable. And I spoke a little bit about of, you know, how you deal with the different cultures. 
you have to understand that and take that into consideration if you want to be successful. Because to your point, not everyone is successful that takes an overseas assignment. And that's where I say you really need to be adaptable, you need to listen, and you need to be willing to learn. Um, and, and then once again, once you figure out what it, it takes to be successful in those specific countries, then you can really help the business with its financial results and people results for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. So, so number of factors there um, at play on uh, leveraging the most out of an international assignment. And that was uh, Tina uh, DeRocha-Murphy, Senior Vice President of Global Human Resources at Quintiles, talking about the increasing trend of global HR leaders having overseas experience. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.